Hey, hey, y'all. We have a two-part Halloween special coming your way. Today will be part one, where we get into representation in the horror and fantasy genres and end with one of two wonderful ghost stories from our amazing guest. Stay tuned after the ghost story for info on part two. Peace. Hi, I'm Jay, an arts manager, educator, writer, musician, and professional daydreamer. And I'm Miguel, a musician, arts administrator, educator, and lover of all things nerdy. And this is Play Black, a podcast dedicated to nerddom, reviews, and hot takes on arts and culture and the human experience from the perspective of two melanated artists. Jay, it is spoopy season. Spoopy season? Spoops. It's It's spoops season. It's time for the spoops and the scurs. Is be happening, okay? Mm. And because of that, we are covering all things frightful and fall. All right, is 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 about to be down. It's about to be going down. That's what I'm saying. So, but you know, us being raised all religious, uh, it gives us a bit of a disadvantage. Mm. So we are bringing in the big guns, the extra help, and experts, if you will, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. friend of the show and queen of all things autumn, Kira Helper. But before that, how are you? Well, I am very excited for Kira. Um, mm-hmm. that's, As we should be. That's, you know, like, woohoo! Uh, a treat, you all. A treat. Um, not a trick! A treat. Um, I've been good. It's, uh, I would say that, like, the past few weeks were, like, work-wise, nearing the end of the year. And we still have, like, a couple big events coming up. But I've been really struck by, like, how not overworked I've been. Ooh. Um I like that. And like it's to the point where it feels a little weird. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like, ooh, this is what's going on. Like I can end every day at like five. Um, so I feel like the season of rest is coming and I embrace it. I'm trying to embrace it. Um, but aside from that, I binged a week or two ago the Midnight Club. It's the latest Mike Flanagan horror story. Uh he ooh. do uh The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Blind Manor, uh Midnight Mass, and now the Midnight Club and to me, this version is the least scary, um, but it is it, the, the plot is it's about these terminally ill like teenagers who live in a place that you know haunted type thing, and it's okay. really more of a um, meditation on because all of his shows are like about something else and horror is the backdrop, and this one is really about mortality, and it's these young people mm. like thinking about their lives and their deaths and how they make peace with it or their fears with it. And everyone else around them, their thoughts and feelings with it and kind of having to navigate that as well. So sometimes it's uncomfortable in that way because it's just a really authentic look into that. But it's still real good. And then lastly, let me tell you, I texted you about this. I'm just like, My Hero Academia, it's it's just not coming to play this season. It was just like, oh, I heard y'all was talking shit, right? Y'all thought I had like lost it a little bit but like here i go here i go here i go and it's just it's not relenting it started at like a 10 and it's mm-hmm. just staying there and i'm just like okay, okay. so that's neat uh, i i agree i agree wholeheartedly with uh, my hero honestly like uh last season kind of lost me a little bit especially the second half of last season and i was just just not i was just not really i wasn't Wait, even you aware thought the it second was... season lost you the part 
the really the the middle the middle bit like uh, heading into oh, right, like outside yeah. of uh, right before the villains and then heading into that whole right. villain arc like i like a couple of the characters like twice is a really interesting dynamic character for yeah, sure yeah. Mm-hmm. but um overall i was kind of bored with it because i didn't really care about these villains because we've been you know right. working with these with these heroes for the last four seasons so i was just not really here for it yeah i forgot um, there were three chunks it was that test and then the, the endeavor arc and then the villain arc so i thought it, you meant the endeavor arc but you meant no the no no the endeavor arc was dope no 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 Got it. Was super cool. um but yeah no uh, the, the anime slot is is killing it right now i'm watching spy family um so good the the biggest um shonen jump uh manga adaption for the, of the last like four or five years chainsaw man just came out i, watched, I saw yeah. the first episode and it was really Me dope yeah. really mm-hmm. spooky scary vibe so it kind of fits so if y'all are mm-hmm. looking for a new anime check out chainsaw man although i assume that y'all already know about all this because it's yeah. is dope yeah um i finally got around to watching the batman uh robert pattinson's <sighs> batman which turns out to basically be a halloween movie it's like i planned good, it it's is like good timing it. it is good timing i you know i I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, we, we out here, we killing it. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was too long, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> it legit, it was just, it was just too long. If, if, if that came out in want, March, March fourth, I looked that up. Man, I'm a busy man. You, you Give are me. part of an entertainment media company, sir. It is your job to be. Didn't we review the Batman? I feel, or we're going to. How that happened? No, we, we, we talked about it, and uh huh, you took that part. See, oh, okay. it, was, it worked out. It was good. Okay. They, like they, they got their fix. I covered other mm. things. It's cool. Okay. Um, and also, I started watching Tokyo Ghoul, which is a crazy dark uh, anime that I it has been on my list for forever. But my partner needed a new anime, and uh, we started watching it together. And it has nice. cool, like Daywalker vampire vibes, which I really appreciate. So I'm cool. I'm chilling with it. I'm finally having a moment to rest myself. So I'm hoping that all of us. Uh, our eventual guest Kira included are in a really wonderful space to take in all of the spooks and I think with that we're going to be right back with our special guest Kira Helper in the after this break Hey guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to contain the excitement. So, Kira Sarai Helper is an actress. Okay. She be acting. She is a singer. She be singing. She is a model. Okay. She be modeling. And she is also, because if that were not enough, she's like, let me go ahead and be brilliant. A board certified music therapist, y'all. Okay. Based in New York and Boston, but working er where. Uh, she's also one of the only people we could have on to explore this magical time of. All Hallows Eve and Fall and Harvest. And so with that, hey girl, hi Kira, welcome. Thank you for having me, you guys. So happy to have you. So happy, so happy. So happy to be here, so happy to be here. I have so much to say about Scoopy season, Scoopy Cookie season. I love it. How do we all know each other? Let's let's start there, I guess, because I didn't even think about that before. That's true. Yeah, we all met. At the Community Music Center yeah, in Boston, right. which is a wonderful mm-hmm. nonprofit that uh, teaches music, private lessons, and group lessons, and 
has music teachers in schools and then they also have a music therapy department which is what brought me there and that's how i met both of you wonderful creatures that's right that's right we were all working up in the admin space uh jay and i and it was a breath breath of fresh air every every Tuesday, I think it was. Kira would just waltz on in. Not you know like the days. <laughs> I don't even like, remember. It's been a minute. <laughs> it, it, it might not have been Tuesday. Just let me have this. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Tuesdays. Miguel mm-hmm. is correct, everyone. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. Um, but you're always a, a wonderful breath of fresh air. And then come to find out you're 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 doing everything like you would come in for music therapy oh that's dope Kira's a music therapist and I'm like wait oh my gosh she's in plays too oh my gosh she's in musicals too oh my gosh she has her own songs oh my god like it just kept on going so uh legit when we started play black we were like we have to have Kira on just talk Mm -hmm. about spooky shit yeah hell yes Yeah. Also, I didn't know if either of you noticed but the shirt I'm wearing right I'm wearing my slut for October shirt which um, is this really cool, sexy, bisexual, like non-binary frog who is orange. And they have a witch hat on the head, two witch hats Mm -hmm. over the nips and one over Mm. the genital area, um, carrying a broom and a sad um, pumpkin candy bin. And it says slut for October at the bottom. I love that. Great. Oh, don't you miss the heels? Also, oh, and also yes, we're, we're yes. wearing a, a sensible stiletto, um, mid calf, mm. high black boot as well. Yeah, yeah. As a non-binary bisexual frog does. Yes. You know, as as you do. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one thousand percent. Yeah. So let's jump into it. Okay. So I guess where should we begin? Okay, how about we start here? What does this season mean to you? And what you got what got you into like not only and I guess we should be clear here, the reason that we thought you would be good to be in this is not just because of like the commercialized Halloween piece of it all, but really getting to the the vibe of Halloween, which also has some connections to, you know, magic and witchy stuff and that pagan stuff mm-hmm. and also some aspects of spirituality and reflecting on mortality. So all those pieces. So with that in mind, what does this season mean to you and kind of what got you into that part of Halloween and the season? Um, okay. So there's so much in that question. This season to me is all about magic. It's all about creativity. It's all about change. Um, and I, so we think about the season of autumn and just just the season, right? The it's getting mm-hmm. colder. Uh, the leaves are changing. Um, mm-hmm. We are having to physically, like, kind of move. I feel like move at a slower pace, just because it takes a little bit longer to get ready, right? Um, we have to right. kind of figure out how our days are going to work because the days are getting shorter. We have more physical darkness in our lives at that time, which can be seen as a negative thing. We think about like like seasonal depression, but it can also be a very positive thing. It's a moment for us to really check in with ourselves and think about um, rest. I know that a lot of people have health problems when the fall starts because it's like, oh, we've been going, going, going in the summer, this whole thing, school starting, work's restarting. And then it's like, okay, you need to stop a little bit, slow down, allow yourself to change and morph like nature is doing around us as we prepare for the winter solstice. That's like what the season is, is Mm. doing is preparing for the winter solstice. Um, I 
also obviously like the magic of it. And I think I've talked to you guys before about how like the magic of Christmas time and how it really does feel, even if like, like I didn't grow up celebrating Christmas because I grew up with black hippies, which I will also get into <laughs> in a little bit. Um, but I, I still felt always this magicness about Christmas time. And I feel like that is the same with spooky season. There is just, there's like a crispness in the air. There is something that is just, oh, I'm like picturing like with the trees getting, being crooked and naked. There is something Mm -hmm. that is so ethereal and yet grounded, like in like roots in the ground about that. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's also like the creativity part, right? I am so creative this time of year because of wanting to go all out for my costumes. I've always said I'm a once a year cosplayer because let me tell you that that um <laughs> that hobby is expensive, okay? It 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 be expensive as is is all hail. So, uh we do it, we do it once a year. Um but for Halloween like I go all out and I think that kind of stems from being a kid and my mom always making my costumes because she didn't want to spend the money. And like back then making a Halloween costume was definitely cheaper than buying one. Now, oh, yeah. this facts. year with what I was trying to do, which I was trying to be Maleficent, I was going to need about $300 Ooh. of materials to make those wings, honey. What? Oh, you were going to I was going to, I wanted okay. to make expandable wings that I had to engineer. What happened to the wings that you had? Okay. Those were gold. So Jay is also, uh, I don't, okay. I, you okay. probably never talked about this on here, but Jay um, wrote a musical, a Halloween musical review that Miguel and I were both a part of and that's true. wrote me wow. like a specific role as a god a goddess named Calypso who was like kind of um, a carnival-esque goddess. And I had these amazing gold wings. Maleficent ain't got no gold wings. Come on. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Gosh. I'm sorry. Like put some respect on my name. So I'm going to be him from the Powerpuff Girls because the materials were a little cheaper. But I, I, mm. I, I like. On, I, need, on, I need to yeah, see that. Yeah. On Amazon, <laughs> I found for $45, I could have got the Maleficent headdress and this like feathered collar shawl thing, but I was like, I can't do that. I think I will physically make myself ill if I don't make those parts of the costume, right? Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So um, I I love the creativity that it like forces. Even if you are buying costume, the fact that you're thinking about like what is someone I want to embody, right? right? And as an actor, that's very exciting to me. But I think that we stop. As a general society, we stop allowing ourselves to play as we become older. Like when you're a teenager, like, Mm. oh, it's like stuff becomes uncool. And then when you're an adult, it's like, oh, I don't have time for it. Or like that's immature or whatever baggage people put on us about things that we should still Mm -hmm. be enjoying, um, like creativity, dressing up, play. I think it um, gives people permission to do all of those things. And yeah. to be creative, to think outside the box, to be like, I want to be a sexy um, zombie. Be a sexy zombie. Yeah. Please. The world honestly needs more sexy zombies. I think we'd all be happier with some sexy zombies. I'm just, I, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I, I want to push back on that a little because it just feels like a little necrophilia-ish to me. I don't want to yuck anyone's <laughs> yum, but I'm just like... Sexy zombie gives people. it's a corpse. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. About okay. Uh, as long as there's enthusiastic consent, I think everyone's yes. fine. Yes. I mean, they're zombies, <laughs> so like they're 
undead, right? Right, right, yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so Jay, the other <laughs> part of what you asked was about, um, like, spirituality, that, that aspect of things. And that, to me, has always been very important, too. So, again, I said I grew up with black hippies. Um, I, both my parents, like, my mom grew up Catholic, and I forget what denomination my dad grew up with, but he's, like, a black man from the South who grew up in the 40s and 50s. Mm. So pick any church, right? Um, They both left the church when they were young, even though, like, the rest, like, their parents didn't do that, whatever. Um, Stuff just wasn't vibing with both of them. Um, And, like, they, the spiritual practice that I grew up in, like, we did so much meditating together. Um, we were raised as me, we being me and my brother, we were raised as vegetarians. I've never eaten meat before still to this day. Wow. I'm trying to be a vegan, but I've been a very bad vegan. I just had two slices of pizza right before this. So, um, <laughs> it's fine. Nobody's perfect. It's all about harm reduction, right? Um, nobody's perfect. <laughs> I gotta work it. Um, I, yeah, so I I was always kind of into ethereal things and the metaphysical, uh, spiritual practices before they became cool. On, before um, scammers on Instagram uh, were trying to uh, give you hoodoo conjure uh-huh. readings. Um, oh, like yeah. my parents, we've always had yeah. crystals in our, our home. We've always like we burned incense on Sundays when we, we would meditate together. Um, so like I was doing spooky shit (laughs) since I was, um, a kid. I used to sit in my room. I would steal my mom's big metal, um, mixing bowls from the kitchen. I would, (laughs) I had this hamster named Rocket. He died when I was nine. So I would write Rocket letters and then I would burn them in the bowl. I am so glad I didn't burn down my apartment (laughs) building as a kid because my God, um, can you imagine... Little girl from the Bronx be, be, burns down apartment <laughs> building, writing letters and burning them to her dead hamster. Right. I tell you. I tell you. <laughs> but I would burn them because I was like, oh, his spirit will then be able to receive my messages of love because I miss him. Um, and so yeah. I've always just kind of been into that. And again, like my mom would make my costumes for me. And I felt like I've always loved to craft. And so I think that together has really informed me as an adult in how much I love spooky season and want everyone in my life to also love spooky season, no matter where they're all coming from on their spooky season journey. Yeah. Did I answer everything? That was a long question. You most certainly did. You put some good you stuff in there. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and you, you mentioned, you mentioned enjoying yourself, you know, you, you mentioned like making like it, making it a part of, of 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 the joy of the season exploring all of these different things and it, it reminds me of like something that i've never enjoyed about this season until recently and it's just the feeling of being scared mm-hmm. you, you know what i mean like that the i i've i i think i've said this to to, to both of y'all at different points in in in, in our friendships but like we're all I'm, I'm, as people of color, we're always just kind of a little afraid yeah. of something. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm. So, like, why why am mm. I going to sit down and in a movie theater and make myself scared on? Par- I I just don't get it. Like, mm. it, it, it's like how our parents probably think about us camping. Like, you have a house. Why are you? Why are you? <laughs> <laughs> why are you sleeping outside? Right? Why are you using the sticks? Um, I worked real hard for this right. bill, and you want to be out in the woods, <laughs> right? 
But um, do you enjoy being scared? Like, is that something that 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 uh, is part of the season for you? I think a little bit. I think some things have changed for me. There were movies I used to be able to watch that now don't just don't kind of sit right in my spirit anymore. Like, I can't hmm. really do uh, haunting possession movies that much anymore. And I think I just, like, my mom has a cabin, and I recently, like, stayed out there by myself for the first time for, like, a week. And I was like, I don't want to, like, watch anything that's about being alone in the woods and there's, like, a spirit. Because I was like, if it's a person, at least I have a chance. But how am I going to fight a spirit that's trying to kill me? I'm like, well, if you kill me, I guess, and we might be on the same level. You might have to give me a few hundred years to gain the power, but I will defeat you eventually. But I would also like to do things on Earth first before that happens, preferably. So I think um, some of that stuff I can't do anymore, but I kind of do like the idea of being scared to an extent, to an extent. Mm -hmm, I think I like Mm -hmm. more of the intellectual um, suspense of things. Um, Mm. And also Mm -hmm. how that play, like I'm not super into like blood and guts, even though I will watch a saw movie any day of the week. Let's go. Mm. I love saw. Mm. Um, but uh, I've like I've definitely talked to both of you about how much I love The Walking Dead so much. I'm a yes, huge Walking Dead stan. Yes. I've watched all their spinoffs: Fear the Walking Dead, The Walking Dead: A World Beyond, which was awful, but like I watched it anyway because all the stories were combining together to culminate for the last sure. season ever of The Walking Dead, which is coming up, or there we're mm. in it now. Mm. Um, but with that, yeah. it's not really scary in the sense of like boo kind of thing like i'm trying to like mm-hmm. scare you it's sure. more scary in the circumstance of it right like the handmaid's mm. tale the handmaid's tale is terrifying i also love the handmaid's tale i yes. cannot i probably when we um are done with this i'm gonna go watch last night's episode of the handmaid's tale mm. um but it's the circumstances that are so scary and the idea that it could be real that a situation like this could happen yeah. that people could be so desperate for resources because of this mm. uh horrible inciting incident like uh an illness that has mm-hmm. turned everybody into zombies and now the neighbor right. that you always sent hi to and were cool with who you sometimes have coffee with and they babysat mm-hmm. your kid they might kill you if you run into each other because you're gonna take mm-hmm. the last bottle of water in the grocery store mm-hmm. it's that kind mm-hmm. of stuff that is scary to me so not necessarily like jump scares but a long-term scary situation like get out is like that too right Mm. even though there are jump scares in get out but there it's it's Mm -hmm. more so the whole situation that is terrifying from start to finish and even when like the first time i saw get out we're kind of like what is happening you know what am i we know something's gonna go wrong but like what is it but it's that kind of underlying something is wrong something is wrong something is wrong that we that kind of is interesting Crabs to me in that pot, feeling i do enjoy mm-hmm. okay two two responses to this one mm-hmm. where to start i'll start with me hearing you talk about things like the walking dead or hands made handmaid's tale uh, miguel and i were talking about how i'm not watching the new game of thrones because i feel like 
I like to think about like what is the what is the message these stories are trying to tell, right? What is the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the ethos? Maybe that's what. Whatever. What is like the the thing that the writer is trying to say through telling the story? The thesis. And I just felt right? like when you the thesis. Thank you. Oh my god. Yes. And and yeah. when I look at shows like Game of Thrones or whatever, or even The Boys, that's getting harder for me to watch too because I'm just like depicting horribleness is one thing, but it sounds to me and like what I'm taking away, what I'm finding the thesis to be in these shows, is that we are innately horrible as people like that we are corrupted by power and blah 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 and i'm just like that kind of feeds in me a nihilism and existentialism just about the race of humanity that like (laughs) it's and then when i look at the real world and that chaos bullshit i'm just like i need to believe that we can be better because if i don't believe that we can be better i'm just depressed and why are we here and so like i'm starting to think more about the things that i take in that have a different thesis, right? And like Handsmaid Tale and those, I'm just like, it's too, this shit could happen and we would act this way. And I'm like, I don't want to see that. And so interestingly enough though, uh, when we're prepping this question, I did some research and there's actually a a scientific and biological reason why some of us like to be scared. And it's because, Mm. and the the key factor here is it has to be feeling fear when you know you're Ah. safe. So things like watching movies or going in a haunted house, because what it does is it triggers a fight or flight response like normal, but instead of a rush of adrenaline, because you know you're safe, it actually releases a lot more dopamine in your body. And so you kind of get like a high or a giddiness after you feel that initial fear. They're like, so people might laugh after it or whatever. And there are some people who have more receptors, and so that high is like very intense. And there's some people who have less who kind of need to do it more to keep getting that high. And so that's why they like thrill and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. Scientifically. I, I, I love that. And that makes so much sense. And I mean, it's, it's kind of the mm-hmm. same thing with sex, right? And like the, when, when people mm-hmm. like, um, like perceived danger or like danger role play during sex, yeah. it's like yeah. you're consenting to everything that's happening. You know that you are right. safe, but there is still the element of like, oh, this is something that like, if it were in any other situation, like this would be really bad, but it, I'm okay. Right. But that, you still get that <laughs> adrenaline rush. So right. that makes so much sense to me. Mm-hmm. I do have to respond to your response about The Handmaid's Tale for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> of, of, I agree with you that like, I need a thesis that like, we can, we can be better. And I feel like all of these apocalyptic horror shows um or anthologies so like the purge also huge purge fan again not great Mm. quality movies but Mm. i love the concepts of them and so did i watch all Mm. three movies and then the prequel with elon noel because one he's fine as fuck so yes yes i I did did. see the black one yes i did and then i also watched both seasons of the series which were even worse than the movies but still stand recommend highly Mm. um you see people doing good in these horrible situations. That's what I love. You're in these dire situations. You are in this horribly oppressed government. You've gotten your eyeball removed. They've like cut off your finger. They keep mutilating and violating your body. And yet you are rescuing people and making sure they get out. 
you're in a world where, again, mm. people are fighting for resources and all these horrible things are happening and there's so much isolation. And yet you decided to take a chance and help a stranger and it worked in your favor this mm. time. That's huge. Like the the whole, the first Purge movie, like, you know, the, the one of the kids in the na- rich neighborhood decides he's going to lift the gates on the house because on the cameras he sees this black guy who is screaming for help. And so he doesn't know this person. This person could be making up this scenario so he can get inside and kill everybody. The kid is like, has empathy and lets him in, which of course we're like, that's stupid. Don't do that. I wouldn't have done that if I was in that situation. But it is, to me, those only show hope. They, those do show hope. They do show both the ugly side and the beautiful side of humanity and empathy with people. So that's why mm-hmm. I like them. So I, I, um, I'm encouraging you to reframe your thinking if you can around some of those. Although I will never tell you to watch Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever watch the first one, so I'm not watching this one either. Okay. I, I, I'll have a, I'll have a response to to, to, to that mm-hmm. overall, and I, I, I very much uh, am maybe more in the the Kira camp. When it comes, we, we've talked, we've talked about this a thousand times. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to just like watching things that are just kind of brutal, um, like like The Handmaid's Tale and like The Purge, and I haven't seen The Purge movies, but like you're, you're yes, convincing please. me that I have to. Uh, uh, like I'm very aware of the concept, but <laughs> I love how they're not great. But I'm watching as an endorsement where you go, well, I gotta watch it. <laughs> no, I, because I I like a good B movie that has a really it. A, a, it is, an it A is, concept. It is it is like, a it is a B minus movie. With a B plus plus concept. Yeah, I, I I love that they're fun. They're an escape. I don't have to think too too much. Um, on the the Game of Thrones piece, oh, the House of the Dragon piece. I w- was a huge um, book reader uh, when it came to Game of Thrones. So I really really despised how uh, the show ended because it was just kind of not very faithful and overall just like a, a kind of a cluster. Um, storytelling wise, like everything was just really bad about it. Besides the score, the score was always consistently amazing. Um, you know what he doing? Uh-huh. No, he he do know what he's doing. I think he's a Berkeley alum too. Um, but uh, so I, going into House of the Dragon, I was like, uh, I'm gonna go into this very tentatively. Honestly, I'm gonna watch the first episode so we can cover it for the for the for, for Play Black. I don't know. Let's see. I don't know. But then. I very much think that the ethos of House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones are not one and the same. Interesting. Um, I, I, I do think that uh, they brought in a lot of uh, dr- uh, female direct directors and they brought in a lot of female writers and it's a lot more about what the patriarchy does to women. Not in an exorbitant or like uh, kind of gross way, but mm-hmm. in a very just like this was a problem, like mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, and and how it very much uh, shaped the choices of of certain people, and there are still those moments of slight levity and those moments of like even though that person's flawed, they saw that there was a moment to do some good and they did some good. Obviously, it's 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 a medieval time frame. It's Game of Thrones. It's it's House of the Dragon. It's overall very brutal and I, f- I feel you on that jay but 
specifically, I'm thinking of something that happened a couple episodes ago where someone actually got out of the game and survived. And that was, and, and, and they, and they have a happy, happy, happily ever after uh, ending. Oh. And it's, 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 it's even contrary to the book material, but I was like, yo, that is exactly what I needed. A little hope, a little piece of light. In little there. pockets. Yeah, that 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 kind of refreshes the palate, so you can get uh-huh. into this dirty, grimy, awful political intrigue bullshit. <laughs> I think that's a great way of saying it because I think for me, I just want the equation to flip. I think these shows are like ninety percent. These humans are horrible. Here's the horror and violence. Here's people just making bad decisions in the name of greed or fear. And then here's my little candle of a hope or kindness. And I'm just like, I just, I just, I need more. I need more. I just need more. So that's yeah. I'm like, I'm too fragile. I am on the cusp of denouncing humanity. And I'm just like, I cannot be tipped over into a corner with like, uh-uh. I need a little bit more to bring me back to this spot. I'm on the edge. That's fair. Oh, dear. There it is. Uh, Kira, I don't know if you know this, but you are black. <gasps> um, what? Not sure. <gasps> yeah. That's- not sure if you're aware. Sorry if this is me spoiling that for you. Um, and while it bears repeating that black people are not a monolith culturally and largely because of religion, we do not get down with Halloween as a people. Okay. Uh, and like horror and witchy stuff in general. And so as someone who loves all of those things, what has your experience been kind of navigating that stigma? Hmm, that's a good question because I feel like navigating it in non-black spaces which are generally the spaces that i have navigated that in have been pretty much like fine i think it it's more so been like again like having black friends that were like oh i don't know about that or Mm -hmm. like you know black family members who are like oh i'm I'm i don't i don't want anything to do with that you know which i again is their prerogative. I don't want to push anything on someone that does not want it. Um, uh-huh. But I think it's, I, I really like the fact that I am very visibly into Halloween because I, what I hope is the same thing in me being very visible with my queerness, because I've always been very, very loud about my bisexuality. And mm-hmm. I have had people tell me that that has benefited them because they were like, oh, well, the fact that you were so comfortable, seemed so comfortable in your sexuality, um, it made me feel very comfortable or it made me realize, oh, I think that this is an identity that I also want to, um, like, that I also feel. Um, and like, mm. I feel like you're a safe person to talk about that with. Mm. I hope that anyone yeah. who has grown up with a stigma around Halloween, but like wants to enjoy it. Um, who is in mm. my sphere of reach also sees me mm. and is like, Oh, she's black. And she loves Halloween. She mm. does. She's a once a year cosplayer. She, <laughs> she's mm. doing this. It's great. Like, or they, that I'm someone that they can talk to and nerd out about it with because I mm. love that stuff. So I feel like, in terms of navigating it as a stigma, I I kind of just leave it alone when people mm. are resistive to it. Because again, I don't want to push things on people, mm. but I mm-hmm. I'm just open when people like you guys. You're like we did grow up a lot with that stigma, and like 
Oh, yeah. here's our spoopy friend. Let's invite her to this thing. Right. Like that's that's what I what I really um hope for. I think one uh thing that has been interesting in navigating is seeing myself in media that is about this stuff. Um it's it's very uh, few and far between. All the the media that I grew up with that right. helped me Man. you know fall in love with oh my god sorry my bedroom door keeps blowing open because it's a blustery <laughs> evening outside and i live on the 14th floor of an apartment building and a wind tunnel gets created um leading up to my bedroom and my door uh, popped open so it wasn't a ghost i don't think but yeah anyway okay. <laughs> anyway <laughs> i i i I, I need all of the people who are listening to know that Jay and I instantaneously made a nope face. Yeah. Okay. Like, mm. okay no. Okay. Don't like that. That's not what Keep we're that doing. Over the, you know how to navigate us. Keep it where you are. Um, and and we going we, we gonna to leave our door. Also, closed, I don't have you know? a doorknob on my door because I tried to replace the doorknob, but it's an what? old doorknob and no new doorknobs fit. And I haven't um, drilled a new hole. So that also, if is I had the a air like whistling through that hole and making weird sounds too? It was also going through that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you know, it mm. is—it's my own fault, mm. really, for procrastinating. But uh, anyway, uh, media that doesn't represent <laughs> us, right? Like, um, yeah. I loved Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I loved Charmed. Mm. Um, we talked about Buffy um, at that. one point before, mm-hmm. and I still have not watched Buffy, and I said I was going to, and I still am going to do it, but, like, I loved all all those kinds of shows. I loved, you know, Hocus Pocus and all the Halloween Town yeah. movies. Um, mm. None of that stuff have black people in it, and if they did, they weren't no. the magic ones, which, nope. which is nope. interesting because of... They were Daryl. Right. We were Daryl who was like, nah, or who gets killed first, which also makes no sense because black people are the first ones, even when we like spooky shit, to be like, I love spooky shit. Hello. And I know when to nope out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Leave. Leave right now. Yeah. Right. The horror movie, would it, there was a TikTok and it was like how this horror movie would go if it was a black person and like some something got knocked over and the guy just takes his key, goes out the house, drives away and it says, the end. Finn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a black horror movie coming out. Uh, it's called The Blackening, and it was written by uh, these two black writers. It started as a sketch, and literally in the sketch, it was like trying to figure out who was the blackest because that's the person that would survive. And so, literally, that jokes are just like, turn over your bags down. Whoever has the hot sauce is the blackest. And like they took that, and now it's a whole film that's going to be released as a studio film uh, probably next year. So. That yeah, we have to come back together and have that. Discussion. I would, um, mm-hmm. I would come back to Boston just to watch that movie with you guys. So, oh, okay, yeah, Ooh. I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. keep me honest Ooh, to that yeah. promise, okay? Okay, you know. Um, but I think I have had to for myself navigate the fact that I didn't see myself represented in that stuff, and telling myself that that doesn't mean it's not for me, even though the world is visually telling me that it's not for me. Um, that I'm allowed to enjoy these things too, um, that there is space for me, that there is like, that's one reason I love what Jordan Peele has, has done with the horror genre, um, and has just been like inserting black people into it, um, in, in such an artful way that 
is not just fully centered around like black oppression right like even get out which was the most racialized yes, of his yes. films right it's not about black oppression it's about white evil <laughs> white yeah, greed right, right, right. um uh-huh. fetishizing that's what it's about um uh-huh. which i think uh-huh. takes the onus off of us in a really beautiful way uh so i think that's kind of i'm and i think i'm still grappling with that and i would love to see um more like media obviously still with like black which oh coven american horror story coven how have i we not mentioned that i love the that. most superior of all the american horror stories period point blank fan always my favorite period. my favorite season of american horror Ooh. story but i was like i love them like Absolutely. oh fucking black witch thank you thank you it's about yeah. time <laughs> two mm-hmm yeah, uh, for a second I thought you were gonna go into Lizzo. Um, it's about so, <laughs> damn time. Um, but well, hold on, I, I got a I got a quick quick aside here. I went to a drive-through showing of um, Get Out and Us, a double feature in the middle of New Hampshire, in the woods. In which me and our mutual friend Morgan and her wife Liz were the only black people. And I was so both like amused by it. I was like, this is hilarious. This is how I go out. This is how it happens. You know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's over, you know? (laughs) And then also terrified, but it was kind of that like fun terrified where like, I could figure this out. Like, we'd be okay because I'd leave. Right. Like, literally in my mind though what just happened as i as i visualized that is you all being in the middle car or cars and then having a moment where like of darkness and then when the lights came back on literally all of the other cars have formed like <gasps> rings around you and the headlights are on you so that you can't just leave that's what just happened in my mind i'm like why would you be there these are cars i'm so glad we have this recorded <sighs> oh right now because take that idea and we need to do something with that Make that mm-hmm. a movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Horror at the drive-in. Mm-hmm. The drive-thru. Horror at the drive-thru. Uh, no, I, I'm into that. Um, but those those Jordan Peele movies are like, they are fun escapist fantasies that like kind of help us process all of this stuff, right? Like, I know in other episodes we've spoken about like how art, particularly like the forms that take shape as fantasy or sci-fi have a level of escapism. And you know, that looks and feels a little different when you have some melanin. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just feels different. Um, and that being said, as, like, POCs, we have, we, we face horrors. Which we, I was just, I was saying earlier how, like, we, we're always kind of a little scared of something. So how does that color your experience with spooky things overall? Is it still escapism? Or is it triggering? You know what I mean? Like, is it is it safer? Is it safer because it's happening to white people on the screen and not us? Like, I don't know. Like, like I mean, how do you feel? I about will it? say that you know, from my experience watching horror movies with my black friends and us being like, we would never have made that choice. You're stupid as hell. And like, if anyone has ever been in a movie yeah. theater where they're not even the majority, it doesn't even have to be the majority of the people in the theater are black. But if you have a big group of black yeah. people in a horror movie and oh, you've yeah. ever had this experience then you already know mm-hmm. we'd be shouting at the screen just saying like, don't go in there. Don't explore that noise. 
just leave. No, don't go back. She checked. Mm-hmm. She's gone. Leave, she girl. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> I think there is something that feels cathartic about that experience. And uh, even when oh, I, yeah. I'm having it um, individually in my home, watching something that I'm like, I mm. would never be in this situation, first of all, because I would never use a Ouija board. Um, so I never would have summoned that. I would never would have summoned that demon. Okay, nope. I've never been that mad yeah. at my parents about trying to summon a demon. So, <laughs> mm. I yeah, I think there is actually something a little bit cathartic about seeing um, those things maybe not <laughs> happen to us. But but again, when uh, right. the, the stereotype that oh, if the black person and then the white slut are like the first people, which one is it going to be? Who dies first in the horror movie? Sure. Is because. They would so mm-hmm. often be like, put a to- token in there and then kill them off within mm-hmm. the first, you know, 10 minutes. And then they're gone out of the movie. And I'm like, we never would. We wouldn't die first because we would have left. <laughs> we would not, we would have, not been have been there. We would not have right. sense. We would have been gone in the first yeah, 10 minutes sense. of the movie, but we would have been in Popeye's. <laughs> Scrolling on our phones being like, we oh, been, no, we would have been not, in Popeye's. Not Brenda died. Biscuits, and I would have been oh. live, um, live tweeting. And or Instagram live, like y'all, yeah. you know what these crazy white people did? This is why. This is why I can't. This is why I'm so mad that my parents sent me to private school. Listen, listen, what happened? Okay. <laughs> and they all stayed. Can you believe that? So I just want it on record that you know they all end up dead tomorrow. Mm. I'm in Popeyes right now. Y'all can see that, okay? You can see that. Right. Like the 24 hour. But don't give away which seat. I was just about to say, don't give away which Popeyes location you at. Right. Don't do that. first ever segment I'm gonna make this up off the top of my head of Crypt 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 Tales with Kira Kira's Kira's Crypt Stories from Kira's Crypt that's the name of this segment and so with that we turn it over to you thank you Jay so I have two ghost stories for you all they are stories my dad told me So they're secondhand accounts. My dad was born in Mulberry, Florida in the year 1942. Now, Mulberry, Florida, just to give you an idea, it's about an hour west of Tampa. And it is named after the tree that they used to lynch black people on. My dad, um, so actually, you know, I had two ghost stories and I have a, and I have a, a racial horror story as well. Um, so I'll say that now just in case anyone wants to skip over it, but it's, it, it doesn't have a, um, the ending is not bad. So just to give you that preview of that. Um, so I think I'll tell that one first because I mentioned the thing about the mulberry tree. So my dad told me a story one time about when he was younger and he used to tell me that it was basically a situation of, you know, black people lived on one side of the, the train tracks, white people lived on the other side of the train tracks. Um, they got word that the KKK was planning to march through their side of town one evening. They being like the people 
in of Mulberry all learned this. My dad said that all of the men went outside that night, um, made all the kids come in early before the streetlights went out, as they, they, you know, you're supposed to do that anyway. But everybody went inside early. The men all went out with their shotguns and shot out all the streetlights so it would be completely dark. And again, this is before, this is in the middle of nowhere anyway. I was just in Mulberry for um, my grandmother passed away this um, past January. She was 103 years old. Um, and so going to her funeral in February was the first time I actually had been to Mulberry um, because my dad hated Florida. And once he moved to New York, he was like, I don't need to go back there. Um, so it's, but again, it's also 1950 maybe at this time. And so there are, there's no excess light. If you have no street lights on and everybody's lights are out in the house, you only have the moon. So everybody shot, they shot the street lights out. Everybody turned the lights out in their homes early. They let the sun go down and people posted up in their windows with their guns drawn. Um, the people who were at the outskirts of town said that they saw the KKK in their white sheets on their horses come to the edge of town, see that they could not see, and promptly turned around. And with that, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Play Black. We'll be back with part two of our interview with the amazing Kira Helper on Halloween Day. Follow us on all the social medias at Play Black Podcast and stay safe out there this weekend. Peace.